I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to Here We Sew Again, the podcast where three sewists from different backgrounds discuss all things sewing. I'm Kate Zynard. And I'm Amanda Carestio. Meg Healy will be joining us again next time. Today on the podcast, we are talking all about turning your hobby into a business or not. There are certainly pros and cons, and Kate and I will discuss those as new small business owners ourselves. It's going to be super interesting. Then we'll each share some so inspo. Before we jump in, though, how are you, Kate? I'm doing well. Um, I spent all of the last two days doing product photography for my upcoming um, autumn releases. So um, that was a good time. I, uh, my niece is my stylist and photographer, and she is awesome. So I've got some really great photos that I'm very excited to share over the next couple of weeks and then probably over the next couple of months while I keep trying to sell the soap. Sell the soap. Um it should be no surprise that like that you'd love the fall and like the Halloween themed stuff because that was always my favorite issue of the magazine to work on, mm. both magazines, and it was yours too. Like so much spooky fun. Like that's the best. Yes. Yes, I love spooky fun and um if I do say so, I really knocked it out of the park with my uh Halloween soaps. I love them. And I am so excited to share them with people. <laughs> so Yay! I love it. Well, you've been killing it with all your amazing soap reels. And um yeah, you've been you've been doing a great job. Thank you. <laughs> well How are you doing? Oh, I am doing okay. I am doing a lot of sewing, not for myself. I'll talk a little bit about more about that in a, in a little bit. Um, but you know, doing the back to school thing, mm, yes. slowly getting used to the fact that it's going to be fall here very soon. Mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings. Oh, I, I was driving down the, um, down a road the other day and I realized that there were a couple of little trees, like not baby trees, but like teenage trees that were just completely turned already and I was like that's not okay I know it's not okay (laughs) time is so weird right now I think for everyone it's just weird there's no other way Mm -hmm. around it um but I think I'm a little excited I'm yeah I I do love love me some Halloween so that that helps a little bit um yeah yeah. it's like this weird time of year where it's like Everything is holding its breath, waiting for that moment of change to start. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Kind of poetic. Thanks. <laughs> I, like it. I like it. I am a writer yeah. to some level. <laughs> Absolutely you are. Well, let's jump in with So What's New. 
Um, I feel like I haven't been on my sewing Instagram as much lately, for better or worse. But there was a new designer, not a new designer. There was a designer who was new to me um, called Tammy Handmade. And she has three new releases. The Rainy Skirt, which is a nice uh, maxi length skirt with a curved hem, which I love. Mm. Um, there's the Mia Crop Top, which has kind of a squarish neckline and the Jaya Jumpsuit. Um, and I was looking, she's got quite a backlog. Um, I don't know how I missed this designer, but that's kind of the amazing thing about the indie sewing world. It's mm -hmm. like you, you're always finding people who have been out there doing their thing and they're new to you and it's amazing. And so she's got quite a good number of designs. And I have to say, surprisingly, I really like her dresses as like a not super dress oriented person. I liked hers. They were like kind of modern and not all of like there were a couple of minimal uh, type designs that were just kind of classic but modern and I don't know again I think it's it's kind of a I don't have many places to wear dresses at this point in my life right. and certainly not super fancy dresses but if I did that would be that's kind of my cup of tea awesome I'm yeah. gonna have to check her out because I don't think I've ever seen her either Tammy handmade really lovely Tammy stuff. handmade awesome yeah all right well let's let's jump into our main discussion topic turning your hobby into a business mm. um so so juicy topic to discuss the timing is right because we are in we're both in the throes of our small business ownership yes. journey um and so i'm i know we have probably a lot to learn still because it's kind of a Definitely. learn and do as you go scenario. But I feel like I've already picked up some things. I've already had some learning moments and mm -hmm. I'm guessing you have too, Kate. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and I, I hope that um, our listeners are not going to be too bothered by the fact that I'm mostly going to be talking about soap today um, because that's what my uh, business is. But Amanda's yeah. is sewing. So we're still on our, um, main topic too. Absolutely. And I think the, you know, the real key is thinking about your hobby, thinking if it's yes. something that you want to potentially make money off of. And, and maybe if it's not something that you want to make money off of and like how you can kind of sort through that decision, um, if you feel compelled to. So, um, I thought that I would share a little bit about my background, um, and kind of what I'm currently doing. And then, Kate, I want you to jump in and share um, your background as well. But sure. this is, um, I've kind of always worked to support artists um, just through various points in my career, having worked in craft publishing for 15 years. It's always been about artists writing books, producing art, um, going to shows, just in a variety of formats. Um, and I've always, that's just feels right to me. And I think I like the small business aspect of it as well. <clears throat> and as I was thinking about starting the business that I've started, which is um, called Pop of Neutral after my Instagram handle, and it's all mm -hmm. um, handmade garments, mostly tops for the time being. I was like, wow, this feels like such a leap of faith and, you know, totally new territory. And then I had a moment where I realized it's actually my third time doing this. So there's nothing to be scared <laughs> about. Um, it's different than the, the previous two, and it's a little bit more formal. But I have um, probably 20 years ago, I had a small stained glass business. I was making pieces mm. for a local gallery in Asheville, North Carolina. Um, and that was a moment, like I took a class at a local community college. I absolutely fell in love, um, and made pieces and sold them in downtown Asheville. It was great. Um, I did not know that about you. Yeah. 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 It, like really I said, cool. it wasn't, it wasn't very formal and I didn't do it for very long. Um, next I was very into mini quilts and kind of decorative wall hangings as well as needle felted things specifically mushrooms. Um, <laughs> and I did two local shows 
this was like probably 10 to 15 years ago. I did a couple of local shows and again in Asheville, North Carolina and had some success um, doing that. But it was it was definitely always like a, a side hustle and something that I did just because I felt like I wanted to be creating those things and I um, realized that I could sell them. Um, and now, as I said, garments and vastly different scenario now. I'm doing a lot on Instagram. I have a website, um, but I'm also kind of going back to my roots a little bit and I've got a show coming up in September, um, which I am getting ready for. So it's not, it's not totally new. Um, I'm a different person than I was when I was doing this before and I have a lot more responsibilities. I'm still doing it as a side hustle. Um, but yeah, it's not, it's not totally new. I have to keep reminding myself that like, yeah, it's cause it, I thought about it for a long time before I did it. Um, and one of the reasons that I, I felt comfortable jumping into it is because I had done a good bit of production work for a local, um, slow fashion company. I knew I could make a whole bunch of things over mm. and over again. I love production sewing. I don't have to think so hard. Um, so I kind of knew what I was getting into, which made it both easier and harder to take the leap, I think. Yeah. I can totally see that. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? So I don't have any real experience like that. Um, I have um, – I, I don't think I've ever – sold anything that I've created before. Um, I have um, definitely gifted a lot of things that I have. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've made little cross-stitch ornaments for people and um, sewn them dice bags. And I, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I've, that I've made and given as gifts, but I've never had, I've honestly, I've never had the guts to say that something that I've made would be worth, um, somebody actually paying money for. Mm -hmm. Um, But I started soaping in, I think, 2015, something like that. And almost from the get-go, I had various uh, friends and relatives telling me I should sell. And I was very resistant to that, both because of the, you know, infamous thing, don't don't turn your hobbies into businesses because then that ruins the hobby aspect of it. And because I really just didn't have, like, the things that people do, they're amazing. I I flip through Instagram and I'm like, these people make the most gorgeous soaps. I cannot believe I am thinking I can even compete with them. But, you know, I made kind of a decision about my niche. Um, I, I went a little bit simpler than a lot of people do. Um, I try to make soaps that are... Um, that are pretty, but also not so pretty that you don't feel like you can use them because Mm, there are a lot of things that I see where I'm like, if I had that soap, I would not use it because it's so pretty. It's a work of art. And so I'm trying to find a balance there where it's pretty, but not like a work of art to the point where you won't use it. Um, I think I've lost the track of what I was trying to say here. But anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) I... I've been kind of struggling a little bit. Um, I am unemployed at the moment. I don't know that I've actually mentioned that on the podcast before. Uh, And I've been having trouble finding employment. So I decided I needed to do something to make myself feel like I was doing something. Um, And so I decided to take the plunge on this one and go ahead and do the soap thing. And it's been it's been a bit of a journey for sure. Um, kind of figuring out, luckily I had, um, my, uh, sister-in-law who's, uh, brilliant helping me with a bunch of my steps and, um, yeah, I'm pretty pleased with how the launch went and I'm looking forward to seeing where I go from here. Was that the kind of answer to that question or was that just babbling? No, I like it. (laughs) And I like hearing um, kind of about your niche and your approach. I feel like I have similar thoughts about my small business that I started 
but I but they're not so fully formed and eloquent yet. But mine's, <laughs> mine's very similar. It's like very wearable pieces with like a little bit of an art artistic flavor. Yeah. Um, but but it's so funny because I feel like we're both kind of pointing towards the go ahead and use it. Like yeah. take it off the shelf, take it off the hanger and wear it, use the soap. Yeah. You know, don't be so precious about it. So that's really interesting. Yes. And We're please use of... the soap so that you have to buy more. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, yes, please. So you mentioned the meme and the, the like wisdom of not turning your, um, your hobby into your business. And I mm-hmm. think that that weighed heavily on my mind when I took this leap. Um, I think, again, if I hadn't known that I could handle this type of sewing, then I probably wouldn't have felt comfortable taking that leap. Mm -hmm. Um, I also now have been sewing for a very long time. And I'm not, I, it's one of those things like, I know my thoughts on it will change, but a lot of times if I, if I take a long break from sewing, I don't necessarily want to go back to it. Whereas if I keep sewing, I kind of keep needing it in my life um, and keep wanting to do it and kind of sustain it a little bit more. Um, talk to me in a couple of weeks when I'm completely over getting ready for this show. Um, <laughs> and I will probably have a different input. But I, I also knew that like doing production sewing wasn't going to make me not want to sew. Um, I think it will probably change my, it has already changed my relationship with sewing a little bit, but I don't feel like it jeopardizes that. Like I still love it. It still makes me feel peaceful and grounded and all of that. So, um, but it did weigh heavily on my mind and I, I thought maybe we could, I want to kind of examine making this decision and, and turning your hobby into your business from from the pro side and the con side as we've mm-hmm. learned so far and i think um one thing that i forget and that is really really important i think is that even if it's on a small scale this is like it's a valuable business experience to have mm-hmm. starting your own business creating an online website doing your own social media like all of those things you can't can relate to other jobs if you want them to and I I think that that is an underrated kind of quality like it's it's business experience um yeah and I have to say uh since I started Cherry Stone Soapworks I am getting so much better at Instagram and like hardly bad at it anymore Killing killing it Hardly oh, bad you. at it. No, no. Um, and uh, and I, I just uh, my friend encouraged me. I just downloaded TikTok, so I'm trying to figure that out. Nice. But you know that is that's really valuable stuff to be able to say I have marketed my own business on social mm-hmm. media. Totally, totally. So just wanted to put that out there. Um, I think some of the reasons that I the the pros and the reasons that kind of pushed me this direction were that I mean I I think through the course of my professional career I've given so much passion and energy and creativity to build things for other people and other businesses Mm -hmm. and I kind of wanted to save that for myself and be kind of investing in myself long term um, and have something that I can do even if you know as a side hustle as a full-time business, maybe someday as a side gig, if, you know, I'm hopefully able to like fully retire someday, I, I will still (laughs) keep myself busy. I can see myself doing what I'm doing now. Um, I've also really loved bringing my family into it and particularly my daughter, Ruby. Um, she's, she's gotten a few paychecks so far and, but I, I, it's been really lovely to kind of have her as a partner in this 
I'm obviously doing most of the legwork. Right. Um, and that's okay. Cause I, it still gives her a source of pride. She's invested to a certain extent that makes sense for, you know, a 10 year old. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's kind of something that we're working on together. And um, my boys are like, when can we help? You know, they want to get involved <laughs> too. So I don't know. Those are kind of some of the reasons that I wanted to, to take the leap. And I think a lot of it, you know, did stem from people saying over the years, do you make stuff to sell? Would you make stuff for me? You know, like mm-hmm. I definitely heard that a lot. And before, every time I heard it, I was like, no, like I really, really resisted. And I don't know, at some point I decided that I think a lot of it came down to me having enough garments for myself like I really (laughs) I can make more than I need and I like I like again making the same thing over and over again yeah experimenting with fabric combinations and I don't need I mean I I made myself like five new blouses this spring and I love them and I've worn them all summer long but you know I really I don't there's no need anymore so I kind Mm of I kind of wanted another driver in the you wanted to keep sewing I did but you didn't have any more space in your closet for yourself I have no space it's I'm I have yeah no space how about you what are your what are your pros that you've discovered so far well um I hadn't I this is not on my little notes here on the thing but I um I agree that it's really nice being able to bring in family. Uh like I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier, my uh my niece who's 19 has been doing uh styling and photography for me and also helping me a little bit with social media. And it's really it's really just lovely bringing her into it and having her so passionate about helping me out and getting to spend time with her and yeah, I just that that has been absolutely wonderful. Um the other thing that I think is generally a pro about um, turning your hobby into a business is that you always have an excuse to do your hobby. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I feel like like if you if you're ever like, oh, I feel like sewing, but I've got other stuff I've got to do. Instead, you're like, oh no, I've got to go sew because it's my business, and yep, so I've got to, haha, <laughs> um, or soap in my case. Um, and then I have to, <laughs> and, and it's very validating to get to show off something oh, yeah. that you're good at and, you know, getting onto it and you get so much validation and so much gratification from somebody saying, yeah, this is something that I'm willing to pay money for. Um, that, that is, that is such a, a good feeling and I think it's uh it's a really good reason because you know sometimes you just need some validation and yeah. uh yeah yeah and you're putting something artful and lovely and handmade into the world yeah and making people's lives better right by making them smell good and yes. making them and- comfortable in their clothes yeah you know we're we're selling ourselves short here there's a lot of pros that we haven't listed um our cons list was quite long (laughs) so (laughs) um I think we can jump into that and I think there's not for me there's not a lot of surprises um one is that I feel it's been it's a very hard for me to pace myself, especially just getting started. And my goal is to really think more long term. So I need to get to a place that is more sustainable than I'm at now. But I also think that it's kind of natural to just have more to do as you're getting started. Yeah. Um, it's hard for me to turn it off sometimes. Like I'm I think a lot about business, things I want to make, things I want to try, um, things I could be doing. It's especially with a show coming up, I feel like there's that time limit is just kind of brutal. Like, you know, oh, and yeah. you have to you have to be in a spot where you can make enough so that you can sell enough 
so that it's a worthwhile venture. Right. Uh, on the well, and, and that, yeah. If I can break in, for me, I spent all of last week making my um, autumn soaps. And that was because ideally I'd like to be able to start selling them the like week after Labor Day. And mm-hmm. because soap takes at least four weeks to cure, um, uh, you know, that was, I had to get it done. And, yeah. um, and yeah, it, 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 you got to a point where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore, but I gotta, because I've got this timeline that I have to hit. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, it's a lot of money to get started. Yes. Like you have to, you have to spend money to make money, even mm-hmm. when it's your small business. And I'm kind of constantly looking for, you know, cost-effective options and, um, you know, it's just, it is, it's a big investment. And I was doing a really great job of keeping track of it. And now I think I'm at a point where I, I don't want to (laughs) know. So, (laughs) um, but it's, it's okay. Again, like you have to, I think I would probably move that to the things that I wish I had known getting started because I, of course I knew, but it is, it is, I feel guilty about having spent a good bit of money and there's, there's a timeline between when you buy the raw materials and you can sell the items. Right. Um, And that's, that's, yeah, it's weighing on me a little bit right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, It, Yeah. It, it is it's it's those moments when you're like okay I just spent two hundred dollars on soaping supplies because I need a bigger soap mold and I need you know the oils that I, so I can actually make this soap and yeah it can be, get really like kind of freaky when you're mm-hmm. looking at the the price of what you are investing and trying to figure out if your sales are going to justify it because you don't know it's a leap of faith you know and if you if you set yourself up and you're doing like more made to order things then I think it's a little bit different but I have a long way to go before I'll be at that level um and yeah it's it's a leap of faith it definitely Um, is I will also say that having Instagram for personal reasons and having like 47 Instagram accounts for all my various hobbies is a very different experience (laughs) than having one for a business. Even though I've done social media for businesses before, um, it is, it's hard to sell yourself even if you think you're great. Um, and just like where you, where that marketing line is, you know, um, without being, you know, overly humble if there is such yeah. a thing. But, yeah, no. it's trying to find that balance between yeah. buy my stuff and exactly. and would you please buy my stuff? I know. <laughs> this is okay, I guess. Um, so there's that. The other thing that I am uh, I knew was going to happen, it happened in stained glass. Um, you don't necessarily get to make what you want all the time. You kind yes. of have to make what sells and maybe you can do a little bit of both you know have your passion pieces um but also focus on what sells my Mm -hmm. my example was I did um stained glass in Asheville very touristy town if you made art in Asheville you should probably you know include some mountains um Mm -hmm. because it is you know in the mountains and people love it because it's in the mountains right so I ended up, you know, making a lot more mountain things than I originally thought I would. Um, and it was okay because, again, like, balance out your pieces that you're making. Like, you hope they sell, but you just kind of want to make them. You need to make them with being making smart business decisions about right. what people want, um, responding to that feedback, you know, um, that's I, I can tell that that is that's going to come to a head for me before too long. Yeah. For me, this is this is so ironic. My best selling soap is my least favorite. 
Um, it's a it's a fragrance blend that oh my gosh I I used to give it to people for Christmas they all loved it like people are obsessed with it they think it's the best and I'm just like this is not my favorite I uh, I would not make this if I if not everybody didn't want it but everybody wants it so I uh, so I keep making it <laughs> yeah. I mean it's smart and yeah I mean that's there's of- no reason not to. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's so much fun to, like, make all of the decisions, but those are decisions you don't get to make, you know? Yeah. Like, what people like. Um, exactly. So. Any other cons? Well, so I I said as a pro, you always have an excuse to do your hobby. Um, but then, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, it also means that sometimes you have to do your hobby when you don't feel like it. Um, yeah. When you've made a batch of soap every single day that week and you just want a day off from making soap, but man, you've got to finish, you know, you got to finish your set. Um, and, uh, you, sometimes you just have to do it when you don't want to. And of course, the other thing is you have less time for other hobbies. If you're focusing on, you know, your, your business hobby, um, I haven't really sewn anything in a couple months now because I've been busy making soap and focusing on the soap business and getting it launched and getting my stuff figured out for my next sets. And I just, I just haven't had time to sew. And, um, that's kind of depressing. (laughs) So that's definitely, that's definitely a, a downside if you have multiple hobbies that you love to do the one that is your business is going to start taking over your life. Totally. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I was thinking about it too, in terms of like being busy because I definitely feel busier now. Mm -hmm. My brain is always thinking about business things. It's hard to turn it off. And I'm, I'm a person like I, I respond well in that scenario and it's been really creatively inspiring, but also like, busy is good and bad you know yeah Um, it's good and bad for creative people I think some days you just want to relax and you just can't (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely absolutely well if we haven't turned everyone off from starting their own business yet um and there are people who still want to do it (laughs) um (laughs) what are your top tips for um, getting started, anything that you wish you had known, um, any, any considerations that you'd like to pass along to listeners? Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, um, one of the things I've really been struggling with is my post-launch crash, because Mm. when I launched, I got a whole bunch of, of sales right away. And then since then, I've it's been kind of crickets, and yeah. that's that's really tough. And I'm working real hard on my marketing and, and trying to reach new people who might want to, um, who want might want to buy my soap. And and I'm trying not to get too discouraged, but it really is it's really hard when it's so exciting for a little bit, and then all of a sudden it's nothing. And I don't know if you experienced that as well, but um, it's something to be prepared for because you know it it happens and it's, it's discouraging. It's depressing. And you have to take a deep breath and get through it. Yeah, for sure. I totally experienced that. I didn't know it was a thing. I didn't really, I hadn't really given it a name. So you sharing your experience is, is giving me some perspective on, on (laughs) mine as well. 100%. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, The other thing that I've figured out um, is that it's a good idea when you're taking product photography to take some different angles and some different kind of shots and stuff, because at a certain point you're like, okay, I'm out of pictures to post, but I want to keep marketing this stuff. So I've just got to repeat my pictures or, um, you know, you know, that sort of thing The the making sure that you've got enough content to keep posting something different 
um, is something I'm still working on. It's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird little thing, but, um, when you're marketing, you have, to, you have to keep posting stuff. And if it's always the same thing, it's not going to be interesting to people eventually. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm right there. I mean, I keep kind of reminding myself, like, you do kind of have to play the Instagram game a little bit if that's where you're focused on building your audience. Like, you got to post stuff regularly. You probably should do some reels. Um, I've also been trying to, like, remind myself that it can be as big or small as I want it to be. It can be my own pace, you know, like, trying Mm -hmm. to to not get drawn into that a little bit. Um, but it's, but it's very tricky and I'm right there with you. I'm like, what do I, what do I post about now on personal page? It's so easy. Um, on the business side, like coming up with something that doesn't sound like, Hey, buy my shirt. Um, right. And it seems valuable, but there are some good resources out there. I just, I found a really great, uh, list of some ideas for small business owners. I'll share it with you, Kate. There were some good oh, things please on there. Do. Um, you know, nothing, it's not rocket science, but I think too, it's like, it's about the products, but you also have to tell your story a little bit. So making sure that you're there as a person too, and like creating a good balance, I think is Mm -hmm. definitely part of it as well. Um, I think for me, I, I think try to get as good a sense of, as you can of, of what you're in for, what you're signing up for before Mm -hmm. you really take the leap. I mean, again, that's not rocket science, but as I <laughs> mentioned, I um I did some production sewing for a small business. Um I have a good friend who has a small business who does lots of Denver shows. Um she does jewelry and it's amazing. If you've been on my Instagram feed, you've seen her stuff because I'm like her number one fan. Um and talk to those people and like really get a sense of what it's going to take and think, and again, think about how big you want it to be. You know, it doesn't have to be a full-time business for you. It, right. it can be, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky to have it as a side gig right now and not be depending on it. And I think that would probably change a lot of my thoughts about um, starting a small business, but you, you can, you can keep it small. Um, yeah. Maybe start and, with, yeah. Oh, and what my sister-in-law pointed out to me, it's, this is not a lifetime commitment. If it's no, not working it's out or you're not enjoying it anymore or whatever, you can just stop. You stop doing yeah. it, close the business, be Ab- done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And maybe, and try small first. You know, I think you are right. There is, there is a moment when you really have to trust yourself and, and that, what you have is a quality product. It's worth people paying money for. Mm-hmm. Maybe try with friends and family first and see how it feels. Although those relationships are often vastly more complicated. Um, <laughs> and, but, you know, like, see how you feel about selling your time, selling your products. Mm-hmm. Um, see if it, and, you know, keep track of how you feel about your hobby. If, if it's creating distance um, maybe it's not something to jump in full throttle to. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, learn as much as you can, I think, before making the decision. Or do but what also, I do and just jump in. Just jump in. <laughs> I mean, you're going to learn as you go. That's kind yeah. of the beauty of it. You're going to make mistakes. My favorite mistake so far, or just like things that I just had not really thought about Um I'm using a lot of like secondhand fabric and I I bought this fabric. It was perfect. I had the perfect usage for it and it wasn't super expensive. Um, but I was like, I kind of got curious about what it was. And so I did a burn test mm-hmm. to see if I could figure it out. And I think it was probably like a wool nylon blend, which was, would have been, I would feel fine about using it. Um, but it, burned so quickly that I was like I can't use this on clothing and feel okay about it (laughs) because it's like kind of flammable so I had to get different fabric 
but I just hadn't had because if it was for me, I probably wouldn't have even done a burn test. I would have just made it and but now I'll probably burn test every secondhand fabric I get just so I can know what it is and, and share that information. But yeah. Learning mm -hmm. moment for sure. Like maybe Absolutely. I should just take my lighter to the secondhand fabric store. Probably not. Yeah, I, I don't think they'd appreciate that. No, no. Um so you went into soap. You did not go into sewing. True. Talk a little bit about why you decided against a sewing-based business. Okay, well, there were a couple of reasons that I went for soap specifically and not sewing. Um, the first one is I don't think that I do like production sewing. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know that I've ever actually tried. Um, but I also... I spent a lot of time sewing for other people when I was in the theater. Yes. And one of the things I really love about sewing now is sewing for myself. And so it would be a big blow to my love of sewing to start sewing for other people. On top of that, and I hope this isn't like bothersome to you, I find that um, people are not, a lot of people are just not willing to pay the amount of money they need to pay for a handmade garment totally. unless it's like a wedding dress. And I was not about to sew wedding dresses for people. Mm -hmm. um, so there's the kind of stuff that I like to sew is similar to the stuff you like to sew. It's, it's casual. It's everyday wear and convincing somebody to spend, you know, the amount of money that it would take to make it worthwhile when, um, they can go over to Target and buy something similar for 10 bucks. It's, it's tough. And mm -hmm. I actually really admire your willingness to do that because <laughs> that yeah. was a huge part of why I didn't want to, to do that. And also sewing was sewing as a hobby that I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to add business to just in general. Um, mm -hmm. I started soaping, like I said, in like 2015, but I had kind of stopped. I hadn't soaped for a long time. And so when I decided to start doing it professionally, it was kind of like, I'm going to pick this back up again and start doing it because it's not something that I'm doing now. It's not going to ruin my soaping hobby because I'm not really doing my soaping hobby, um, which I... I don't know if that makes any sense. I feel like it's really bizarre, but that no. is, that was a big part of my, a big part of my reasoning. And so if I am sewing something, I take a garment, I spend a couple hours or several hours. And in the end, I have one garment um, that I need to sell for a fairly large amount of money to make it worthwhile. Whereas if I make a batch of soap, I spend a couple hours and I've got 15 bars of soap so that I can sell them for a smaller amount of money. And I've got a whole bunch of product instead of a single product from mm -hmm. approximately the same amount of time. And for me, you know, it's obviously, it's a lot cheaper of a product than a handmade garment, but to me, it's like it, the return on time investment was more valuable to me um, mm -hmm. because of the way I function. Um, so those were a large number of reasons why I decided to go soap instead of sewing. Yep. Yep. All of those make sense to me. And I do think, I mean, I think for any small business owner, like Target is a threat. I, I mean, I would yeah. say the same thing about soap that people, you know, you have to, you have to find people who see value in yes what you're creating and you, and it's work to find them. And, but I do think they're there and, um, but it, it is the time investment and you're right. You, you spend a lot of time on one item versus, um, creating a bunch of products. It's, it's tricky. So, and I'm like, yeah. I, I hope it works. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, yeah. a bar of artisan soap is significantly more expensive than, you know, what you would buy at Target soap wise. Um, totally. And I, I think mine are generally less expensive than a lot of the others that you find artisan mm -hmm. soaps. 
Um, again, because I'm not doing the super, super fancy stuff. Um, but still, you still have to find somebody who's willing to pay, you know, $8 for a bar of soap um, when they can just go to Target and get yep. a bar of soap totally. for a buck. Totally. Um, you know, in, in listening to you talk, I think, too, about sewing, I, I think I had already, I already felt like I had been using my hobby in my business because I was in craft publishing. Yes. You know, I really, there was such an intersection with um, what I love to do, my hobby, and how I was making money, bringing my passion and my knowledge mm-hmm. um, to those publications, those projects, those businesses, that it already... Like, I, I guess I was just already comfortable doing that. So mm-hmm. taking that step didn't feel foreign to me. Um, and, yeah, I, I, think that's, I think that's where I got to with it. Now, um, it is so funny because I, my other hobby is roller skating. <laughs> and I could teach roller skating lessons. I'm not... Probably not to that level yet, but maybe someday. Um, And for me, it's really important that I didn't do that. And I think part of it is just like how I use that hobby. It is my complete release. It is precious to me because of that. I need to zone out. I listen to music loud. It's, it's, I mean, it's somewhat like exercise, but it's also a bit performance oriented um I guess and like that that felt like a clear no for me like I don't I don't want to take my love of that um any anywhere else than where it is right now Mm -hmm. and I do know that a lot of people feel that way about sewing and I I have felt like that about sewing at many points in my life and I think Mm -hmm. Now it's um it feels okay. I feel I feel good about it and it's that's the most um, important thing. Yeah, and it's you know, it is changing my relationship with um sewing Instagram and like I won't have bandwidth to try all the new patterns that are coming out, but um but it's 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 a different I mean I think the other thing is like Um, working now with a sewing machine company a lot of people try to make money with sewing Um, Mm -hmm. they buy machines with that intention with they look for features with that intention Um, and I don't know all of that came together for me and I felt okay about taking the leap but I don't, I think that if you feel pressure to do it, like you really have to do it for the right reasons. It takes too much energy, too much of your creative juice, too much passion Mm. to even get like launched. And I'm not even, I'm not sure what it's going to look like long-term, you know, that's, that's a different story to sustain it is a different exercise. Um, So you really have to, you know, don't overthink it try it out and stop if you don't like it but don't don't do it because you feel pressured to because people say well why don't you sew for money yeah. you know like that's that's not a good reason to start and i um, spent years um resisting people telling me i should start a soaping business because mm-hmm. it wasn't something i wanted to do then and yeah. this year it suddenly became something i did want to do and so i mm-hmm. did it um, but yeah, I did. I spent a lot of time resisting pressure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, cool. So many good lessons learned. We should like, Definitely. we should check in in six months and see where we are. Definitely. Absolutely. I'd... Well, and let's get, let's be honest. I'm going to keep talking about my soap when I, yeah. ever I get a chance. Um, oh, me too. Just oh, me too. You know, I, uh, well, yours makes sense because it's a sewing podcast. Mine doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it anyway. No, I mean, I think that it becomes part of your world. Like, it fills up a portion of your brain. And, like, I I think it's valuable. 
And I hope smoke. so. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is time for our So Inspo segment, which is our favorite segment. I don't know about this episode, though. I think maybe that discussion was my favorite. Anyway, um, so this is where we sh- share what's giving us our sewing Inspo at the moment. So, Amanda, what is giving you your So Inspo? Well, no surprise. Mine is business themed. <laughs> I have a big, I have a show coming up in September, so I have a deadline. And yes. it's kind of the first time I've sewn with a deadline in a little while where I would be trying to make like a big, a quantity of items, not just finished one piece. So mm-hmm. that's different. Um, but it is inspiring. It has inspired me to think a lot about like fabric sourcing and I've been doing a lot of research about that. Um, I've been doing a lot of like local sourcing, thinking about um, secondhand fabric sources, things like that. Things so kind Mm -hmm. of come at that from a smart um, direction. And I, I mean, I love that too, because I kind of, it's like, I've got this base thing that I'm going to make but the fabric can really still inspire it and like how I block it in or, you know, incorporate it. I, I kind of like that um, still because it's very much focused on the textile at hand. Um, and the other thing that is giving me a lot of inspiration right now is also related to getting ready for this show, but I've had so much fun thinking about branding and like this, this happened to me before when I did shows, I mm-hmm. like, got stamps I made my own bags I had fun with the labels I had signs you know like I I kind of love that stuff and it's all an exercise and kind of defining who you are but also like deciding who you are and making it you know it's 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 kind of fun Um, oh yeah because I've had yeah fun I have business cards I yeah. love them. Yeah. They I make me very ordered, happy. Um, I had to get a sign for the show. That was fun. I got, I had, I got a soap stamp. So nice. I can stamp my logo onto my soaps. It's probably not going to start till Christmas. But because uh, the other ones are a little too far along in their curing process. But I am so excited to start uh, stamping my logo onto my soaps. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I think Ruby is going to be in charge of that department and like all of the fun stuff once we decide yeah. everything, but, um, but are you yeah, going to make, had, um, personalized, uh, labels? I have personalized labels nice. to sew in. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just, I'm making some paper labels for things, business cards, sign, it's. It's been fun. It's expensive fun, but it's yes. fun. And like I said, I've had I had the pop of neutral handle on Instagram for a while, but now like mm-hmm. thinking about what what does that look like as a business and yes. what represents me. I mean, I didn't I didn't go I know you had your um logos designed, right? Yes. I'm I am such a self-doer for better and usually for worse. So, you know, I'll probably have to rebrand when I get sick of the fonts I chose, but that'll be another lesson learned. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally cool. I I mean, I used my sister-in-law, so it's not like I did anything really dramatic, but she's amazing and I love my logo. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. How about you? Um well, I am skipping out on my um, soap business because this is sewing spo, and my sewing business is not sewing, or my soaping business is not sewing. Um, I am still uh, kind of thinking about that uh, denim gourd skirt from my leftover uh, jeans yes. that I was talking about in the last episode. I pulled a bunch of my jeans out of my closet. I've got a stack of them. It's on Instagram if you want to see it, um, and really what I'm waiting for is for you and me and Meg to get together and have a, um, and have a like sewing meetup so that I can cut all of those jeans into pieces and start figuring out what I'm going to do with them. Um, but I feel like I got this idea that I wanted to do it 
when you guys were around. And so now I can't, can't get started doing it by myself. It just feels wrong. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to have to, we're going to have to do that real soon so that I can actually do a little sewing. That sounds good. That sounds good. Um, I will say shout out to the folks who have been responding to our posts on Instagram. Oh I yes. Getting some good comments and some good feedback. Also, thank you to everyone who has left us a review. Like those reviews are kind of giving me life. Like they, yes. that was, I, I don't know. It was always part of my inspiration for doing a podcast is reaching people, enriching their relationship with their sewing. And um, when I saw those reviews, it was, it reminded me of like why, why we decided to do this again. Yes. Yes. They make me so happy. And I'm just so grateful for everyone who takes the time to write us a review or even just click that you like us because mm -hmm. it feels totally. awfully, it feels awfully good. It's very validating. And uh, yeah, makes me happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Indeed. All well, right. good episode. I knew it would Definitely. be. Yes. I hope that people who are not interested in starting a small business at all and already know that about themselves um, can still find something useful here. But I'm also hoping for, you know, people who have pondered that, which I don't know. I feel like at some point in your sewing journey, pretty much everyone thinks about, mm -hmm. can I make money doing this? Um, right. I hope it gave people some good perspective. Pros, cons. Yeah. We'll continue to share um, Maybe the good and hints. the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have I have lots of things to share on the website side. And I'm also happy if anyone needs to reach out, like to, to share what I've learned so far on that side of things. But yes, speaking I definitely... of your website, what yes. is your website, Amanda? My Well, can you believe it? My website is popofneutral.com. Nice. Thank I'm you have to visit that do please um thank you past me see i've been i've been pondering this a while it was mm -hmm. i think 2019 me um bought that domain i'm so happy i did that i had Good no idea if 2019 I, you. I know and then to be able to kind of set it up and sync it and use that domain with my um for the store was amazing i felt so proud for about 10 minutes it's not amazing. <laughs> um, it's not a great website, and I'm still kind of populating it with stuff. But yeah, yeah, those little victories, though, when you Definitely. can actually do it yourself, mm, good stuff. And yours, Kate, in case oh. people need spooky soap here soon. I do. Uh, my uh, website is cherrystonesoap.com. And uh, the spooky soap will hopefully hopefully be in there early September. And uh, in the meantime, there's some lovely uh, everyday soaps and also some uh, re uh, a really nice collection. It's the growing season collection. It's um, a combination of fruit and something. So there's a blackberry sage, an apple oh, rose, nice. and an apricot freesia. And they all smell delicious. They're all really pretty. Um, I only have a few left in stock, um, but uh, check it out. All of those names made me hungry. They are really yummy. <laughs> Blackberry. I mean, sage. not like hmm. not like literally yummy because don't eat the soap, but um, they all smell really good. Um, I think you need to make. Are there T-shirts and like mugs that say "Don't eat the soap"? Not yet. But you're right, I probably need to do that. I mean, maybe check and see if other people want to eat the soap as much as I do. Oh, well, my niece does. I have to tell my niece yeah. all the time not to eat the soap. It's just, <laughs> I mean, it just happens. It's perfectly yeah. natural, I swear. Well, lovely episode, lovely chatting with you, Kate. We've. I'm glad that we have been going through this journey together and at the same time, and you have been so helpful to me in sharing your resources, particularly on the... Um, legal side of things mm -hmm. which we didn't get into too much today but um, but yeah always a pleasure 
yes, well, I'm glad to be as much help as I can be. And it was lovely chatting with you, too. Yeah. Indeed. Right. So until next time, let's sew. Here We Sew Again is produced by Amanda Carestio, Meg Healy, and me, Kate Zynard. Find us on Instagram at Here We Sew Again Pod or email us at Here We Sew Again Pod at gmail.com. Our show website is shows.acast.com slash here we sew again. Thanks for listening, and now it's sew time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.